0: Thank you for tuning in to the Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, in ex-lesbian podcast with, your, with myself, your host, Jessica Newsome. Today, I'm going to be diving a little bit into my personal life as we uncover the topic of developing a relationship with God before we focus on the sin. Now, in my life, I grew up truly believing I was born this way, I was a lesbian, and I couldn't turn off those feelings towards women and turn them on towards men. It was not natural to me. Um, it was not comfortable. It was really, really forced trying to find some type of uh, chemistry with 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 men the way I did with women. And there's many people who feel that way, that they were born that way, um, that they were born homosexual. Okay, fine, right? But then at the same time, as we grow up, like everyone else, we have her habits hang up. So we have issues in our life that um, we need to work on that. We need to face. It could be money issues. It could be, uh, marital issues. Um, whatever it is, different things that we struggle with. And oftentimes those issues draw us towards faith. Maybe you didn't grow up in church like me. So your natural inclination is to, uh, veer towards Christianity and seek God again, right? Maybe you're trying to figure out, well, which religion is the right one or which one fits me. And so you're hitting all of them, trying to see which one fills that void in your life. Again, Now we aren't, we aren't necessarily talking about homosexuality. We're talking about just the regular everyday stuff that just becomes overwhelming. Right. And so we're looking for faith. What I have realized in my life is that, okay, one, the only true God is Christ Jesus. Like seriously, the Trinity, God, the son, the Holy Spirit, um, just, uh, okay. That's a whole nother topic. What I have noticed in my life is that God tugs on us. Have you felt that, that tug towards, um, like God just calling you, right? Just saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, I know you're going through stuff. I know that you are struggling. I know that you're facing these tough times. You know, I am here. You got to seek me out. You got to search me when you find me, right? When you find me, not Buddhism not other religions. When you find me, man, you will uncover a good thing, but I need for you to come to me. God is always trying to come to us, right? But we kind of shut that door and close him out because we don't always want to do it his way. We don't always want to listen because it's not easy trying to uh, go from a place of we're jacked up with all these issues, like everyone else in the world, to now we're set free, we're whole, we're healed. And those things that once had us bound, no longer have us bound. We want God to do the whole genie thing. God just fix it. Boom. I'm good. Wow. You're awesome. Right? Because you're a good, big, you're a big God. So you could just do it that way, just like that. And what I realized is There's a process to this thing. There's so many people that quickly discount the fact that God can deliver people from homosexuality because people don't want to go through that process. And so the thing is, before we uh, uh, try to even focus on the, the, the big issues of our life that need changing, it's all about focusing on a relationship. And what I did in my life was, I was so comfortable with who I was as a lesbian woman um, that I said, okay, you know, I noticed these voids in my life that no one can fill. No amount of sex, no amount of friendships, no amount of alcohol could fill these voids. And so I went back to Christ and I'm like, let me, like, I need to know you again because I'm going downhill right? I'm going downhill in so many other areas. And so as I began to go to church again, number one, finding a good uh, church home is so important. People that love you exactly where you are right now. People that aren't trying to just fix you, uh, trying to fix the outside, trying to fix the stuff that they see is wrong with you, right? Cause that's not how it works. Okay. But I mean, people that will love you and allow God to do the transforming. So I went to church and it was awesome. The people were absolutely amazing. And I began to develop a relationship with him. God did not say right then and there, I'm going to totally change everything right now. This whole homosexuality thing, this has got to go right now. He did not do it that way. He is such a good God. He was like, I want you to know me first. Don't even worry about that stuff. And that's what I want to tell you. If you're struggling with same sex attraction or you're even seeking out God and you're wondering, you know, can he do this? Or, you know, I just want him to change other stuff in my life, develop a relationship with him first, go to church, get to know who he is, you know, um, opening up the new Testament of the Bible first and just reading it through going to Bible studies. Like if we go to college we expect at the end to get a degree in something, right? But we don't go from being day a day one freshman to the next day being on stage getting our diploma, right? No, we have 4 years that we have to go through. 4 years of learning, of studying, of late nights, of being frustrated cuz it's not sinking in and then it and then we get a tutor, right? We do all of this stuff and we get to a place to where At the end, we have this aha moment. Now it's not exactly like that with God. We don't have to wait four years to have an aha moment. We have aha moments throughout this entire process of following God, okay? But we have to do our part of it. We have to open up the Bible and when we go, I don't even get this, this doesn't even make sense to me. That's okay, don't get frustrated. You get frustrated in college, you just drop out? No. You keep pushing, you keep going. When you don't understand something, you go to someone who does, right? And if you don't have anyone around you, get on Google, right? There's so many good Christian ministries that can help you understand certain uh, Bible passages and they'll unpack them for you. Um, listening to podcasts like mine, listening to podcasts um, where they talk about the word of God, Right? but it has to be biblically based podcasts or articles, not people who are twisting the word of God. Let me tell you something, whatever you want to believe, you could find a faith system to fit it. You want to believe that, um, it's okay to get trashed every night because God's good with it. You'll find people who will line up with that. If you want to believe that it's okay to be homosexual, God's totally cool with it. You will find people who believe with that belief system. But let me tell you something. I tried that. I did. I tried walking with people who believed that it was okay to live in sin, but I didn't call it sin, right? This was just who I was. People who believe that it was okay to live a homosexual lifestyle, and 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 it was permissible by God. I tried that. Nothing in my life really changed. And I kind of was like, wait, I thought God was a whole lot more than this, right? He, he, you know, he healed. He changed people. He opened blind eyes. He did all of these miracles. And I don't really see any of that in my life. I just see me loving God in a way, but still doing life my way. My heart really hasn't healed from a lot of stuff. No. So when I laid down my understanding and I said, okay, I'm going to go to a biblically based church, a church that doesn't necessarily believe what I believe as far as like me living this lifestyle, I'm going to do it. And what I uncovered, was that God in the Bible, the more I sought him out, God, the more I began to learn about him, right? To take those, those, those classes, right? Studying my Bible, linking up with people that could help me learn and study and understand. The more I had those, aha, I get it moments the more I began to see a manifestation of, of the joy of God. The joy of God is not our own joy. Joy that I could get is, um, you know, there's a joy in getting drunk and having fun. It's a euphora, you know, uh, that that you receive, but it's temporary. There's a joy that you can get in taking drugs, right? But it's temporary. But the joy of God, I'm talking about that joy, that love, that peace that you cannot find in human hands, that is so different. And it's only uncovered, it's only found when we begin to seek God with all of our heart. Sometimes we seek God with only a portion of our heart. We say, God, I want you, but you know what? I want her too. God, I want you, but I want my alcohol too. God, I want you, but I want to be able to party too. God, I want you, but I don't want to let go of these friends who do not like you, do not love you and pull me away from you because I love them. Yeah, they may pull me away from you a little bit. Yeah, you know, I may say, hey, I'm going to go to church and they pull me away and they say, no, let's get drunk. Come on. We can't give God only a portion of ourselves. He wants all of us. You want to see that real transformation, try him out, but you have to give him all of you. If you don't know God, you can't understand how he takes away sin. When you don't have a real relationship with God, not this, come on, not this earthly, fleshly, God is in my heart stuff but I don't go to church stuff, but I don't open my Bible stuff. I just said the prayer of salvation and then never went back stuff. When you don't know God, that's not knowing him right there. It is what it is. I'm telling you this because I have met a God that can do everything that he has done in the Bible. I see it. But when you don't understand him, You will never understand how he takes away the sin in your life. You won't get to that part. You will be so close, but so far. God is love. God is a healer of broken hearts. But you will only understand his process of manifesting these things by developing a serious, deep relationship with him. And it takes time. It takes time it does um after i jumped with both feet in saying yes to god it was 2 years before i allowed him to touch that part of my life i was dating a phenomenal woman ready to get married to her everything was perfect right but guess what i still had that but i was developing a relationship with him it was a little deeper than surface level, right? But it was just at that point to where he was, uh, to where I gave him permission to come into my life and touch that one area that I was so afraid for him to touch for many years because I didn't know, because I was afraid that if he told me, that if he uncovered or or, or illuminated to myself that this was not the way to live, that I was not gonna be ready, or um that it was not gonna work walking away from the one lifestyle I knew how to live and be. I didn't know if it'd stick, I didn't know if it'd work, and he was my last option. I came to a place to where if God could not deliver me, if he told me that this was not right, if long term, I really wasn't delivered from homosexuality. I really wasn't healed and changed, that I would totally drop God and walk away from this faith. And many people who are listening to me are at that moment. They're scared to acknowledge the God who was saying, You're 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 ready to listen to this part. I know that I've I've helped you with the alcohol. I know that I've I've shown you some um I've I know I've shown you my joy, my love, my peace, but there's so much more. I've given you a taste of it, but I can't give you more until you want more, but you keep shutting me out of this area of your life and I'm not going to barge in. I'm not going to barge in. You have to open the door and let me in, but I can only give you the measure of what you're allowing me to give you. And so If you aren't ready to say, okay, God, I'll let you into this one area, this other area that I'm so terrified to let you uh, into, then we will only get a portion of his goodness, a portion of his healing, love, his deliverance, the changing power of the cross. Like we will only get a portion of it. And so when you allow God into every area, you will see that manifestation But the process is not always what we think it's going to be like. It hardly ever is, actually. I have been through seasons where God has asked me to let go of people who I thought were my friends. Some people who were my friends. And I let go of them. And it hurt because they were there for me when family wasn't. They were there for me and loved me who I was. And then I just walked away from them. That hurts. And I didn't understand why I didn't understand why God was asking me to do something. If he's such a loving God, why would he ask me to leave the people who were there for me this whole time? But now because of my obedience and I look back, I realized that a lot of them weren't even my friends in the first place. Because the moment I change my belief system, they walk away. Maybe because they don't understand, they don't agree, they don't get it, I don't know. Whatever it is, there's a gap now. But God has filled that gap with people who love me now. People who are walking with me in spite of my flaws, in spite of my imperfections. People who love me with the love of God not temporary love based off of a belief a belief system that had us connected. Let me tell let me ask you something. If you were no longer a homosexual, if you were no longer LGBTQ, what would you guys have in common? You and the friends that you have now if you stopped drinking, smoking, doing drugs, What would you have in common? Oftentimes, a lot of times, that is the thing that keeps us tied to people. It's the very things that we're asking God to take away from us. And when that foundation is pulled up from under the rug and it's not there anymore, we have the opportunity to rebuild, but do they want to? Or is your life too scary for them? Is your life too different, too radically changed that they don't know what to do and honestly the light that is beginning to shine on the inside of you is shining on their darkness and they don't want that yet. They don't want that at all. So they walk away. When we first focus on developing a relationship with God, he will begin to change things within us but it's a gradual process. If God did everything right now, we cannot handle it. We could not handle it because we think that it's just these five things that God needs to change. Oh no, baby girl, no, no, no. There's so much that God wants to change, yes, on the outside, but on the inside. And not just relationships um, that we have with family, but you know, relationships that we have all around with all the people around us. And it takes time. God doesn't want to overwhelm or overload us. But sometimes we end up doing that on our own because we're trying to rush God. We can't rush him, but we're trying to rush him. And we're getting frustrated because God, you aren't doing this quick enough. I prayed that prayer and I don't see the manifestation of it the next day. What's going on? And so we try to strip God of all of his uh, glory. We try to say, you aren't that God that's in that Bible. You know, it's a bunch of garbage, like, because I don't see it. Let me tell you something. God has been so patient with you as you develop the mess that you're in, as you allowed yourself or maybe you're the product of a jacked up environment to where these things over time has 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 accumulated to be you know okay your 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 character like this is who you are because of your environment because of um, the stuff that you've allowed into your life all this stuff it's gonna take Time for God to peel it off, could He do it all right now? Of course He can, but He wants you to be a part of that process, and He wants you to learn and grow, and how are we going to learn and grow and develop as a person, develop our thinking, our mind if we are not um allowing God to show us that if He does it magically, we didn't learn anything. He just did a miracle, but we didn't learn much of anything that means we're pretty much going to go back to the way we used to live because we haven't developed the character, the willpower to say no. And if you are sitting there and you're going, "God, and and you're you're blaming God for your situation." He's trying to develop your character. You can say no to that partner that you want to go back to. You could say no to going out partying and drinking. You could say um. yes to reading the Bible, right? You could say yes to church, but we aren't. Why is that? Because we are so focused on doing things our way that we aren't allowing God to have full reign authority in our life. And we're saying no to him and we're saying yes to our flesh. We're saying yes to how we want things to be. We can't manipulate God. And to doing things our way at all, we have to submit to God. We have to resist the devil and then he will flee. But it's, it's a constant submitting. It's a constant submit, uh, submission. Every day I submit to God. It doesn't mean that I'm not being authentic and true to myself. I am being very true and authentic to myself. But you don't understand that because you haven't let God work that process in your life. When we submit to God. When we resist the enemy. The power of God will be made manifested in us and through us and the enemy will flee. But we have to learn how to do those two things first. We have to learn how to live a life fully submitted to God and not fully submitted to an ex, to our feelings, to our flesh. We have to learn how to resist the enemy. And resisting the enemy isn't just turning a blind eye and saying, uh, oh my God, I don't want to do that, so I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to turn the TV on and I'm going to just ignore it. No, it's resisting the enemy. How do you resist the enemy? Resisting the enemy, a part of it goes back to the submission of God. And so when we resist the enemy, we use the word of God that we are submitted to. We use the word of God in order to resist the enemy. What does the Bible say about resisting the enemy. What does the Bible say about our power and authority? What does the Bible say about how we should live our life so that the demons will acknowledge that we are children of God and that they have to submit to the God in us, the God that lives on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. Demons will not uh, submit to our authority if we are not walking in that authority and we can only walk in that authority if we are truly submitted to God. I hope you guys love that. Um, please subscribe to this podcast. If you are listening on YouTube or Facebook, check out the podcast, leave a review. I love you. Bye guys.